shouting in torches. The police are crazy and brazy if you're lucky the taser. Fearful cowards given too much power with the gun they tower. Nothing but a government's gang they maintain. All the structural pain. Police are thugs for gangsters that can't be tamed. We got the numbers, but they got the guns. We got the power, but they got the funds. They are smart and deadly. They're heavy bars weigh a ton and they take acid for a fast and need to run. We do this for the revolution. We all do this for fun. Hello to anyone listening and welcome to the Patriotic Communists. This is Max Rice and this is the podcast where I advocate for a socialist revolution in the United States of America and where I analyze current events from a far left perspective. We are in the historical context where we choose socialism or barbarism and that has never been more true. Hello everyone, welcome to the Patriotic Communists. How has everyone been? The whole world is going through a lot. I hope you are all staying safe, healthy, and informed. And uh, for this episode, I'm going to talk about the attempted fascist coup that happened on January 6th in our nation's capital. This was a very serious event historically, and we're going to be living with the consequences of this attempted coup for perhaps the rest of our lifetimes. And there's a lot to say about what happened, and there's also a lot to say about what this means for the future. First of all, I want to start out by talking about how I call our country a neo-fascist state, and why I believe this was not a great label to use, and hey, I'm not much of a label person, and I get things a bit wrong sometimes. I don't think that's an appropriate term to call our current system, but I don't think it was completely inappropriate. I've explained this before, but the reason that I believed this was a good title was because we live in a government that serves as a branch of our corporate power structure. If you look at the legislation passed, especially in regards to situations such as economic stimulus, tax codes, healthcare legislation, and foreign policy, it appears to be indistinguishable from what the corporations would have written themselves if they were given the opportunity to do so. We live in much different times than ever before, and the structural violence, oppression, and the rejection of constitutional and human rights, I believed, qualified for what could be described as neo-fascism. But now I am learning that fascism is a bit more of a specific threat, and it is one that we are seeing develop before our eyes in the United States of America and in many other countries around the world. What we live in today is a horrible neoliberal corporatocracy, or oligarchy, I suppose. But regardless, right now, I'm going to describe what fascism is. And I have learned this by looking through Trotsky literature and listening to lectures about the subject. Fascism is when broad sections of the petty bourgeoisie see their economic position in a a society falling away from them, and they see their life headed towards becoming that of the proletariat. For those who don't know, the petty bourgeoisie is pretty much the upper middle class, which consists of small business owners, business managers, small landlords that pay mortgage to a bank, etc. While the bourgeoisie is the real ruling class, the owning class, which consists of the billionaires, the large property owners, the factory owners, the large business owners, basically the petty bourgeoisie is is the group that isn't really there, but they're also doing very well. And the proletariat is the working class. In response to insecurity of class position, the petty bourgeoisie will become angry, but often they will be conditioned and manipulated into blaming their economic failings on the working class that they are destined to become a part of rather than on the bourgeoisie. 
The petty bourgeoisie in this fascist mindset will often be manipulated by sections of the bourgeoisie against other sections of the bourgeoisie, uh, which is what we saw on January 6th. What we saw with the attempted coup was thousands of the petty bourgeoisie mobilized against Congress in the interest of installing Donald Trump as a dictator. This is not hyperbolic. That's what fascism is. And although this was not a direct attack on the working class necessarily, this is still the doing of the correlation of a variety of right-wing extremist militias and sections of the ruling class as well, including the Trump family, Ted Cruz, and other Republican members of Congress. This was also helped by many people that are higher-ups in a variety of government defense institutions that failed to stop the angry mob that stormed the Capitol on January 6th, including the Capitol Police, the FBI, and it even went as deep as the Pentagon. There appears to be lots of evidence that police were purposely unprepared for this attack, which was definitely expected to happen. There were also members of the mob with bullhorns giving directions with detailed knowledge of the layout of the building. I have an article here from the World Socialist website written by Eric London titled New Details About January 6th Riot Reveal Need for Full-Scale Investigation. This article mentions how the Pentagon appears to have been involved in this attempted coup. It says this, quote, Critical support for the coup attempt also came from within the Pentagon, which Trump packed with loyalists in the aftermath of the November 3rd election. During the siege, Democratic leaders called Maryland Governor Larry Hogan from their bunker and begged for National Guard support. Hogan said his state guard was prepared to deploy to evacuate them, but the Pentagon refused multiple requests to allow them into the district. The article goes on further to explain. These are not the only signs of involvement from sections of the Pentagon. In the days before January 6, the Pentagon had disarmed the Washington, D.C. National Guard and refused Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowers' request to arm and prepare them. An official Pentagon document reviewing the lead-up to the events of January 6 refers to the riots as the January 6, 2021 First Amendment protests in Washington, D.C. The Pentagon also blocked the deployment of a quick reaction force, which is stationed at Maryland's Joint Base Andrews and is kept on reserve for precisely this type of situation. The Pentagon claimed the unit did not deploy due to insufficient planning, an obvious lie. What we saw was dramatic and extremely dangerous to the planet's immediate future, but this was not directly hostile to the working class, making it a less crystal clear fasc fascistic attack, I suppose. It was hostile to our rights in their intentions, but it is largely because they are actually delusional and actually believe that the election was stolen from Donald Trump, not because they were mad at the working class and directing their frustrations at them. Uh, they were directing their frustrations at the political institutions. So this was not a fascistic mob mobilized directly against the working class, but this was a fascistic mob mobilized against our government for the purpose of installing a dictatorship, which is very anti-worker, whether or not they all realize that this is what they were doing or not. And one could argue that uh, that fact alone makes this a direct attack on the working class, which is a fair position. And I, I might even agree with that, but these are semantics. 
Let's look at what caused this coup attempt and some of the significant details. This was ultimately the response of Donald Trump rejecting the results of the election for weeks, along with many Republicans and media figures, as well as the socio-economic crisis that capitalism has put our country into. The petty bourgeoisie are experiencing and witnessing extreme systematic failure along with the rest of the country, while their socio-economic class gets swept into the working class with every bankruptcy and business closer during this pandemic which there have been a lot of. These QAnon groups and the right-wing fascist militias are largely formed or empowered due to this social and material condition of decline. And they get filled up with members of the petty bourgeoisie or former members of the petty bourgeoisie who would now be considered proletariat. What all this seems to add up to is that the January 6th coup was a fascist coup attempt that was elaborately coordinated and aimed at executing Congress members and taking others hostages. Now, the other pieces of that is that uh, many weapons were found among the protesters, so it's thought that this crowd was heavily armed, and they also found zip ties, and they've also found that that was their plan, was to take people hostage and try to install Trump as the president and cancel the inauguration of Joe Biden, or maybe not the, uh, the, the, the Congress swearing him in, or whatever the ceremony really was. Many weapons were found, and zip ties were found as well. The degree to the seriousness of this event is not to be understated. They did have a very real, violent plan that could have even succeeded. They weren't that far away from succeeding. The people that claim that all this was a disorganized mob that simply went out of control and that the cops happened to be a bit sympathetic and that's why they were able to get through them so easily are being naive and extremely historically ignorant. And that analysis of the events on January 6th is factually not true. This was coordinated. This was planned. And this was not very far away from succeeding. If they managed to overwhelm all the security quickly enough to take hostages, uh, members of Congress hostage, who knows what would have happened. There's been a lot of talk about what to describe January 6th as, what to label it as. Do you call it a violent riot? Do you call it an insurrection, a coup? And I would say that January 6th was a failed fascist coup. Now, of course, not everyone there was an extreme right-wing militia member. Uh, not all of the people storming the Capitol even have deeply extreme beliefs, probably. I'm not trying to completely generalize them. Many of them are tragically misguided, non-violent people that were really convinced that their democracy was being taken away from them, and they decided that they wanted to be to do something about that. And perhaps non-violently, you know? Like, uh, that, that was a lot of the people. But regardless of that, the powers behind the organization that was involved and the right-wing street militias that came close to victory is not something to be understated at all. This is very significant and worrisome. So what do we take away from all of this? There are some very important key points I would like to make about the insurrection. The working class must demand a transparent and thorough investigation. We must demand that the people in positions of power financially and bureaucratically 
are to be held responsible, even though they probably will not be, legally at least. The best we can do is at least make sure that they are held responsible through public opinion and ridicule and put pressure on the system to out these individuals. That's why the investigation must be transparent. We must also organize harder than ever and spread our message harder than ever because this moment was an inspiring moment to the far right wing and it also shows that they have a little bit more teeth than maybe we expected. And the fact of the matter is that there are perhaps millions of Americans that are going to be radicalized due to these times of thorough system decay. Due to this fact, we must try to make sure as many members of the working class as possible are radicalized in the proper way where they are truly fighting for their own class interests, which is through revolutionary socialist organization. We must recognize and understand the very real threat that fascism poses to the working class and we must prepare through militant organization so we can be prepared to properly defend the interests of the working class. We must organize in the workplace in rank and file organizations of workers. The unions are largely corrupt and vulnerable to co-opting. We must be prepared to peacefully protest. We must be prepared to strike. We must be prepared to peacefully gather at the ruling class's homes and make our voices heard and make them uncomfortable with their corruption. We must make them uncomfortable and even afraid that they have lost the ability to fool us and to control us. The workers have all the power in this society. They are the 99% more or less. If just one quarter of the essential workers in the city went on strike, they could make real change happen and bring the bourgeoisie to their knees. We must take the power back, but it is only possible in huge numbers and in solidarity. If we fail, then fascism wins. Without working class solidarity, fascism wins. Without working class militant organization, fascism wins. We learn these lessons in the 20th century because the status quo is collapsing and no longer viable to the masses. It, this is why I say it's socialism or barbarism. The petty bourgeoisie also make up a minority of this country, maybe 10% or so. But still, a vast majority of this country are working class and have completely common interests and large amounts of the petty bourgeoisie are going to become working class very soon. Another important point is we must resist and protest the intelligence community's efforts to use this event as a way to further deprive us of our human rights for the name of security. They are liars, imperialists, and not to be trusted to solve this problem that they frankly can't solve and that many of them do not want to solve. This means we must resist corporate and state sponsorship, uh, censorship to the fullest, as well as further restrictions to firearms or the increase of power to the security state. They will use this event for their agenda, just like they did with 9-11. So we must be prepared and hold our entire system accountable through rank-and-file committees organizing protests, strikes, and other direct workers' actions independent of the corrupt unions and of the incredibly corrupt Democratic Party. I think it is also important for us to recognize 
that the threat of fascism is deadly real. If far-right fascists manage to get control of our government, we will see some of the worst crimes against humanity in all of history. The United States is the largest superpower to ever exist and makes 20th century Germany and Italy pale in comparison. Which means if we witness the same ideology and form of government prevail within our system and our power structure, we will see their crimes against humanity. As in, the crimes that Germany and Italy committed against humanity pale in comparison to what will happen in the United States as well. And if nothing is done to combat this growing fascist threat, it will defeat us. The only chance the planet has against the horrors of fascism is the working class's organization and power. This seems to be true with all the crises we're facing today, including climate change and including the threat of World War III dangling over our heads. Our, our, the status quo is not going to fix these problems. The Democratic Party will not fix these problems. The workers are the last line of defense before we start facing apocalyptic type of problems potentially. We must defend the working class's interests at all costs and not allow some of the most costly mistakes of recent history to repeat themselves in America. The Democrats have been calling for unity with fascists, so they are not really much different. Even when their own lives are at risk, apparently, they won't fight the fascists. So this fight is up to the working class. Anyways, that is all I got for you on this episode. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay militant, and stay vigilant. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Patriotic Communist. All of the music you heard in this podcast was produced and performed by me, Max Rice. And if you would like to check it out, just search Max Rice on any streaming platform. That's M-A-X-R-I-C-E. Yes, like the food, rice. This is Max Rice signing off. Should I mention this shit? Will the feds insist that I'm a terrorist? Criminals control us in the U.S. They invade with the violent presence. We got slaves in prison for real. Yeah, I know that's a big fucking pill. They're all crooks, nasty and ill All they do is lie, cheat, and steal Take the word from Pompeo They want the plan to fill with fuego We are headed toward War 3 With the most bombs in history We gotta burn the system down all around Till it falls down, the people need the fucking crown Pound for pound, the U.S. Is internationally the largest purveyor of death What comes next? We finesse the power and earn our respect Till then we are terror state One in which ISIS can relate All the actors got bad faith All the greed and hate is all too plain If it remains the same, the pain won't stay so contained The blood will drain the stain imagery ingrained in your brain Children dead, lying in bed, never fed But the feds pretend that we can't lend a helping hand Instead we bring Yemen and plead Bring it right down to its knees Bloodthirsty machine War and oil profiting By a bunch of goddamn menaces What a life really is 
can't afford to pretend that this shit doesn't happen We can't afford to bow our heads and remain passive We gotta fight, make it right, our money goes to the plight The mission of carnage and tarnish the countries that put up a fight How could we be at war with an idea? I don't see the KKK getting bombed in the media What are these lies that they're feeding you? The manufacture a bunch of delirium Relax, we just gotta look through the cracks And see those fat cats breaking in the stack Well they are also buying politicians That's why they all stab us in the back They got more blood on their hands Than we could ever comprehend or remain in the end And those end times are coming I hear the people running Stumbling and crumbling Torches and pitchforks will be raised Scorched and ripped of remorse they will stay How much needless death remains Before we burn it down with flames My metaphor directly depicts The destructive decay and display All this shit leaves me in dismay Who would've known those final days? Who would've known those final days? Who would've known those final days? So much pain and blood remains This is the beginning of the end The manufacturer bunch of delivery relax We just gotta look through the cracks And see those fat cats breaking in the stacks By a bunch of goddamn menaces mm-hmm.